Good afternoon, and welcome to Everybody, the podcast which shares stories that highlight people in life, that make the world an interesting place, which ultimately ties us all together in unique and wonderful ways. And who am I, you might ask? I would be the head wrap socialite, wife, mom, micro-influencer in the fashion and etiquette world. But on this podcast, I will be introducing you to some people who I've had the opportunity to meet along my journey, who have helped enrich me in my life in beautiful ways, and who I hope will do the same in yours. I remember one time I went to the barber shop, mm-hmm. and this barber cut all my hair on my head. Mm-hmm. Bald head, right? Right. And I went back home, I cried. But he pulled my hair up on my head. Mm-hmm. And I went up on the third floor. And my brother Richard came. Mm-hmm. He had to whip her, whip her on with me. And I told him this bother on my hair. We mm-hmm. said, that's okay. I'll go up and take care of him. Richard would be like, you killed him now. Oh, my gosh. You were mean. You were mean. incredible privilege of sitting down with a true living treasure, an encyclopedia of history, my grandfather, Frank Dinkins. Join me as I delve into the remarkable life of a man who has witnessed the world evolve and transform over the course of his 95 years. He has lived through pivotal moments, cultural shifts, and monumental events that have shaped the fabric of our society. Please join me in welcoming my grandfather, also known as Pop-Pop, Frank Dinkins. Hi, Trina. Hey, Pop. Thank you for being here. Okay. Pop, can you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? I was born in Culpeper, Virginia, February 28, 1928. How many brothers and sisters, Pop, did you have? 16. 16? Yeah. Where did you fall in the lineup of children? Like in the middle, were you the baby? What was the last one. When I was born, everybody was gone, just three of us. Chester, Eddie, Minnie. Can you name all of your siblings? Who was the oldest to the youngest? My brother's name is Clarence, Jim, Richard, Lawrence, Mm -hmm. Junior, the name Madison, Willie, Calvin, Eddie, Chester. My sister's name was Maple, Earlina, Minnie, Fanny. Beatrice. I had a brother that, oh, Haywood was born. He died when he was a baby. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know him. He was next to the oldest one, I guess. So tell me a little bit about your life. Tell me how it was growing up in Culpeper, Virginia. I had to get up in the morning early, feed the chicken, mm-hmm. feed the hogs, mm-hmm. milk the cows. Mm-hmm. How did you come to the North Pop from living in the South? Oh, my father, and he had a pimple on his face. Mm-hmm. And every time he shaved, he cut this pimple. At that time, they didn't know it was cancer. Mm. Then we moved it to, to the doctor in Germantown. They couldn't find out what wrong with him. But time, we went back to Culpepper. He had lost eye. And you could pick him up and then peel off his back mm. when you did it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when I saw back to school in, in Culpeper. How old were you, Pop? Around nine or ten, something like that. When you came to, to go to the doctors, 
you were nine years old, so you had to stop school. No. When I went back to Virginia, mm-hmm. I went to school. I had to get up, feed the chicken, all the animals on the farm. Mm-hmm. The farm we had, bathed my father. He didn't let nobody bathe him but me. And when I bathed him, the camp killed off his back and everything. I had to go to school, mm-hmm. get the water, because all of us was in a one-room classroom. Mm. How many students do you think there were, Pop? Oh, I don't exactly know, but it was six grade all together. And this one teacher taught all of us. Wow, she taught everybody from kindergarten all the way up through high school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. We didn't have kindergarten. They started first grade. Wow. Pop, what was some of your favorite classes? In- I think it was biology. And I used to work in a workshop. What did you used to do in the workshop? I made furniture with my mother. Uh, coffee table. It's funny, like, I've never knew that about you, Pop. I never knew that. Mm-mm. But I do know that you love to do woodworking at your house. I remember the hutch that you had. You might even still have it in the kitchen. And you made the legs on the hutch longer. Yeah. But I never knew you liked to woodwork. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But when I thought it, I was big. 16, I thought I worked at a sawmill, mm-hmm. cutting trees down, mm-hmm. breaking horses. Mm-hmm. How did you break horses? What was that like? Oh, you know, you try to hold them, but you know, most time they jump up, they kick, mm-hmm. and everything. I know when one time I was working in the sawmill, and I was hooking a mule up to the uh, log, mm-hmm. and he kicked me in the rear. Oh, my goodness. Because he didn't want to go work up. Well, I guess. So did you break any ribs, Pop? No. If I did, I didn't know it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you worked in the sawmill, you worked on your farm, and then what other what other places did you work? That's what all uh, I worked at. Did you want to stay in the South once you got to be older? No, I didn't. How come, Pop? Because there were two racial families. Segregated. So tell me about growing up in segregation. Always oh, with rough street growing up. After I got teenagers, it was rough. Mm-hmm. But when I was young, I didn't go in the place. You couldn't walk down the street. You had certain places to walk. Mm-hmm. Restaurant had to eat in the kitchen. Wow. These are called, you know, the N word and everything. I knew I didn't want to stay in the South because I thought they may chill me or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't take too much stuff off too far. You were your own. You were your own man, Pop. You wouldn't take too much stuff from anybody. You got that right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, too, Pop, like that's what you instilled in all of us, not to take any nonsense from anybody. It's when Chester went into the service and came out of the service. Mm -hmm. He stayed with me and he told me what to do. If anybody said anything to you wrong, you fight them. I remember one time they had a carnival. And Paul Temple, mm-hmm. and this girl, white girl, was during the snake dance. And my brother Chester said, if you're in there by yourself, I'll come in there. Three white boys came up to ask him what he said the N-word. Mm-hmm. What, she ta- what was he talking about? Mm-hmm. And my brother Chester looked at me, what are we going to do? We got to fight him. So Chester hit one, and I hit one. Mm-hmm. But we had to run after him. Because mm-hmm. they had caught, I guess, with the children. So you guys just ran, and then you just didn't stop running. 
Yeah, we ran all, it was several miles from my house. Oh we run and walk the seven miles. And our sister said, they're not going to take us alive. That's what a lot of people don't understand. It was such a racial divide there that you had no choice as Black men and Black women but to do what you had to do to survive. Yeah, you had to fight. That was the only way you would come out alive, really. Yeah, when I first started going around white people's, when I went in the Marine Corps, mm. and they were, that was back in 1952, mm-hmm. they were segregating their armed force. Mm. And if I got in the Marine Corps, they still didn't, you know, some of them didn't treat you right. Wow. And you were like, giving your life really for the country and you still weren't treated with dignity or respect a lot of the time. Yes. How did you stay in it, Pop, even though people didn't treat you right? What made you keep going? I stayed in the military two years. Then I got out of the mil- military, and I told my cousin I wasn't going to stay in Cuffo because mm-hmm. I had to kill somebody. So I left and came to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I worked here for a while. And this year, a white man put me down a hole to work, run a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. And I told him I wasn't going to run no jackhammer because they didn't have the wall build up. Mm-hmm. So I came up pulling what you do with this jackhammer. And I went back down North City, signed up for the Marine Corps again for three years. Wow, Pop. When you were in the Marines, where where did you go? I was in North Carolina, mm-hmm. South Carolina, New Hampshire. And, and when I got this out, I was in Monaco, Virginia. That was like 20 miles from where I lived. Did you ever think that's where life would take you, Pop? Did you ever think you would be in the military? Yes, I would rather stay in the military. I volunteered mm-hmm. to go over during the Korean War. I volunteered three times. Wow. Going to Korea. Mm-hmm. But they were in the Senate because I had three brothers over there, Calvin, mm-hmm. Eddie, and Chester, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't send me. So what did you do during that time when Uncle Calvin and Uncle Chester, what did you do while they were over in Korea? I was in the Marine Corps again. Okay. My father had died. Okay. I, and I left my mother in Virginia. Mm. And I told her I didn't want her to stay in there by herself. So we moved her to Philly. Wow. So she moved to Philly, Pop. Yeah, we moved to Willow Grove. We stayed behind over in the Heights. Okay. For so many Bunch of then we moved down Germantown. Okay. Then we moved back to Virginia. Oh, I didn't even know that, Pop. I didn't know you lived in the Heights. Yeah. You know where uh, Lyndon went to church in? Yep. We can read across the street from there. Oh, my goodness, Pop. I never knew that. Yeah, no. It was segregated then. Wow. Yeah, when, when we lived, there were nothing but black people. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was born, I remember in your neighborhood, it was just... Predominantly all black people. Yes, they were all black people in Christian. And it wasn't research movie. They, when I got to Marine Corps, they still were segregated in Pennsylvania. They call you some names and everything. But you still survived, Pop. Yeah. It was hard, though, but I don't know how. I say it's a, the will of the ancestors. You did it. You survived. You know, you brought up your family. And you took care of what you needed to take care of so that they would have a good life, so that we would all have a good life. Yeah, when we first came to Sui, my mother's brother, he was a policeman in prison, but he couldn't even read or write. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I made police over what he was. So he was a policeman in Crestmont. Yeah, uh-huh. 
I mean, uh, I'm perky with the first one. Then Amy, brother-in-law, was the second one. And Lizzie's nephew was the third. That was before I came back up here. Wow, Pop. I will tell the listeners, brothers that I knew growing up, they were all amazing. Um, my grandfather's sisters that I knew, they were amazing too. Um, yeah. My Aunt B, she lived to, how old was Aunt B? She was 100? Since me? Yeah. She was 101 when she died. And I told her I was going to live her. I almost lived that year 102. <laughs> now, they don't look like No, Pop, don't, don't say that. Pop, you're going to make it. I know you are. Because you. I remember when we were over at Aunt B's house and she had her birthday party. And I remember you told Aunt B, you said that you, like if she made it to 101, you have to make it to 102. Yeah. She took Jimmy when I was a baby. So, Pop, can you tell me about when you first met Nan? Oh, I came with the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. I met uh, Lily's brother. He was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. We became best friends. Mm -hmm. And every time we go in this bar, Lily and her girlfriend would be standing across the street. And Lily was too young to go in the bar. Finally, mm -hmm. stopped going with me. But she would stay at the side of the bar away from me till I come out of the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was, she was a nice looking girl on the corner. That's the one I picked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most of all of them were after me. <laughs> <laughs> but you fell in love with Nan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell tell the story, Pop. What, what was Nan wearing? Dungaree. Uh -huh. And a baseball cap. She wore the baseball cap turned backwards all the time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, she kept me out of trouble. I would have guess I would have. It wouldn't be the other one for her. Nan and you made a good team for sure, Pop. If you could give a piece of advice to those young people who are coming up, what would the piece of advice be? They shouldn't even be guns at all. That's your respect because mm. I if I was doing up like I would I would respect you all. We respect old people. Right. And she up now, they it's a different time. It's like I remember when, you know, growing up and your friends would come over to your house, we would never call them by their first name ever. No. Mm -mm. I know they called people by their first name. Everything was Mr. Yeah. Always. Yeah. When I was growing up in the South, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, yes, sir. Right, Pop. It's like nowadays, it's like I, I think we lost a lot of that with, you know, it's like a lot of, you know, kids call the parents by the first names. Even now, if I see someone who's older than me, out of respect, I want to say Miss Whoever or Mr. Whoever, because that's how I grew up. Yeah, because mommy used to teach me. Mm. Hot kid mother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had Hortense on the podcast. And uh, she said, if you want to talk to somebody, she goes, you should talk to your grandfather because she said, your grandfather has so many stories. Yeah. You know? I know that Molly had a birthday party. Mm -hmm. So I went down to the church when they were standing, make her stand up in church and it, she had no leave then. Pull mm -hmm. up in the front. She hollered, all oh, my kids I taught in school, mm -hmm. stand up. And she got tried in the Thanos. Mm -hmm. She looked back in and told me, Thanos, Frank Bacon. <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> I'm begging you to go to Sunday school. James has been friend there with Sunday school. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know what he's doing up in town today. Everybody busts on the leg. Oh, that's that's good, Pop. Wait, wait, Pop. You were the president of Sunday school? (laughs) Pop, when did you... You were the president? When we had Bible class at night, Uh I was the president, and and, uh, and Lena, she was the secretary. Oh, my goodness, Pop. I would have liked to be in your Bible class, Pop. Yeah, we we had fun in there. I know you did. (laughs) But I remember, Pop, when you were the bus driver at Temple University. Yeah, when you were the bus driver. And I remember my favorite thing would be when you would come and pick me up when I was little. I'd probably five, six or seven, could be eight. But you would pass the house and you would pick me up and you would take me on the ride on the school bus. (laughs) I was so happy. When I first started working, you used to go down to school with me. Yeah, Pop. We and then you would take me to the um the meat market and I would get a slim jim. Yeah. You would let me choose like a slim jim. That was I was so happy. And I remember you would pick me up and you would say you could sit anywhere on the bus. <laughs> I would run down the little <laughs> aisle. <laughs> we had and I remember you would go over the bumps and I would be like, Wee! We we had the we had a good times, Pop. But I just want to say, though, Pop, for all the listeners who are listening uh, to this podcast, you've always been my hero. Thank you, Pop. Thank you for taking this time out to talk with me today. Yeah. Yeah, Pop. Okay, I love you, too. Talk you to you coming soon. down this summer? Yes, we're going to come down this summer, Pop. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to come down this summer for sure. Down in North Carolina, I couldn't swim. Mm. So they make me go to seminary every Friday. Right. Everybody is going liberty. I'd be just trying to swim. Mm. So this black boy from Chile, me and him prepared for twin, mm-hmm. but he had a gold teeth. That's all he could tell us. Right. And he took the swimming test on me. Oh. And I didn't. And I didn't have to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>